Hey, welcome to Movie Marathon with Murph and Mike. We are here to continue our run on the very canon films Christmas uh, to talk about the 1988 uh, canon films classic Cyborg starring our favorite, and I repeat now, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Good morning, Michael. <laughs> Good morning, Murph. Are you ready to talk about this classic? That Has comes the from very canon Christmas put you in a? <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, I am! I am ready to talk about uh, oh, Atlanta. <laughs> That's how I view this movie as a a, a buddy road trip comedy. <laughs> <laughs> to, where, from from where New the, York, where the buddies time. may or may not hook up with each other halfway through, <laughs> and they get crucified along the road. One of them, one of them, sure tries. <laughs> sure tries, fails pretty hard too. Felt bad for Naughty gets rejected pretty hard. So, <laughs> so, uh, so has the, the very canning Christmas got you got you in the Christmas spirit? Uh, it's definitely got me in the giving season We're or in the giving spirit. And that's why I'm, two weeks out. <laughs> that's why at seven in the morning on a Sunday, I'm ready to talk oh. about arguably the worst <laughs> movie we've done in this entire series. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's not even arguably. It's it gotta is, be. I think it is. I think it is the worst one we've done. I mean, not even. As I guess I'd go back to uh yeah we're gonna have to reach to to find something this bad um God what the hell what why am I blanking on the title the Bruce Willis um oh Hudson Hawk Hudson Hawk yeah God at least um, Hudson I... Hawk is like funny at certain parts and has Frank Stallone right yeah <laughs> yeah and I mean Hudson Hawk is like when you start being like oh like why did this like buddy comedy musical heist action movie not work and it's like well there you go that's why uh but it's a it's a mess but like they're spending money they're making choices this is just we have no money <laughs> let's hope john clown van damme can pull it into the box office <laughs> hey let's hope this guy uh let's hope this american movie can do really well with a guy who barely can speak english <laughs> so yeah. we'll see how this goes <laughs> remember how everyone liked john claude van damme doing splits <laughs> Yeah, well, what if we triple the splits? <laughs> I, that I will say that that does that does make me feel like the there's obviously a, uh, we'll talk about there's a scene of him doing a split in this. Oh yeah, it's it, that's the best scene of the movie. <laughs> it, it it kind of is actually, and it, and it it makes me realize like Golan Globus maybe looking at that and saying, "Hey, what if we just did that for an entire movie and that became the premise for Bloodsport?" <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, we should talk about actually right before we kick this off. Kind of a sad part about this. Uh, their oh, the director, yeah. Albert Pion. Um, I think you said he passed away about two weeks ago. Yeah, I, I was doing the research for this, and this is not a good movie. But that's not all on him. And it, it, it's actually, um, I think it's eighty nine. Yeah, eighty nine. I'm sorry, eighty nine. Uh, and it's but it's coming at a time when uh, Canon has gone bankrupt is hurting for money has given up rights to things to save money and is is really in a, a bad place um and so i i hate uh i think most of ohara <laughs> criticism for this movie does not necessarily need to fall on the director even though and especially because this isn't even necessarily the version of the movie he was making um that uh, they uh re-edited it but that's supposedly because it was like unwatchably terrible the edit he did. So I don't think there's a secret cut of this out there that's actually good and based on his history. <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily think that. But uh, I was like I was like, oh my God, he just passed away. 
like, that's gonna feel awkward talking about this movie and talking about his involvement and backstory and there being like kind of a cut being taken away from him and um and it's just like oh man like i don't <laughs> this poor guy well i think i think the entire to your point the entire um reason this movie is bad i think is probably solely due to canon films uh financial situation when they made it and i think uh pyun was supposed to direct two big movies for them and he was teed up apparently he was teed up to do that those movies had to get basically furloughed because they were bankrupt and he got thrown into this supposedly he wrote this over the course of a weekend which it shows uh but i don't think that's necessarily (laughs) like like you said it's not his fault. I think he's working probably with the best he's given. They also shot the movie in 23 days, which yeah. it shows. <laughs> yeah. Shot this in 23 days. But I actually think that is, he was the right man for this job. I think that's actually maybe his skill as a director taking, like this was a half a million dollar budget. Um, less, less according which, to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. And when you talk about what like missing in action was like 2.5, like $2 million more of a budget. Yeah, yeah, two two and a half million. Um, like, yeah, like that's that's a pretty tough amount of money to make a movie on. And looking at this Alpine's career, it seemed like that was his specialty. That he'd you could bring him in, you tell him what the budget was, tell him what you wanted to do, and he'd figure out a way to do it. And it wouldn't necessarily it have it have the, the obvious impact of having that budget would. <laughs> invariably lead to a certain level of quality, but he'd deliver you a movie if that's what you want. I think that's (laughs) what you want. And that's like where Canon was at at this time. Needed someone to be able to deliver a releasable movie for half a million dollars that had Jean-Claude Van Damme in it. And and the movie went on to do 11 million box office. So I'm sure like it worked. Yeah, (laughs) they weren't weren't totally off base. Mission accomplished. Um, He, I think... It's 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 funny because this is sort of like canon going back to its roots to keep itself afloat at the end of this thing. So I, uh, yeah, he also did the uh, Captain America movie in 1990, which was awesome. <laughs> then I looked at and uh, Menheim Golem is a producer on that. I was one. I, I thought it might be a canon film too, but it turns out it's. I don't think it is. I think that's like similar but different. Like, like canon had was bankrupt and so couldn't necessarily be like a canon group film like that might have been done uh, for financial reasons or like legal reasons or I, I'm not I'm <laughs> speculating a lot here um, but yeah so his involvement with this canon had tapped him to do a Spider-Man movie and to do Masters of the Universe 2 and when they went bankrupt they had to I couldn't quite tell if they lost the rights, if they gave them back to recoup money or kind of what the legal process was of them losing those rights or giving those rights back. Um, But basically, they couldn't afford to keep those rights anymore. But they were $2 million into production on those movies. Simultaneously, which is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And also, they... (laughs) They're gonna have this guy direct those movies like back to back as like a massive and like it's just what if that had worked? Like I don't know what this guy's career would have been. Um 
if those had been like legitimate hits um and so canon had money and you know like canon loved working with their people i'm sure they would have let this guy do whatever the hell he wanted to do um, <laughs> <laughs> well didn't i don't know if you already said it i don't think you did but uh this was supposed to be a rock opera initially. <laughs> well, I guess the director's cut of it, there's a lot more like rock music. That's why so in it um the character names. So guitars, Van Dam yeah. is Gibson Rickenbacker. <laughs> <laughs> and the main uh, bad guy is Fender Tremolo. But so they're both named after like guitars and things. So there was a whole uh idea behind the of like having this like rock music so i guess one of the things after the movie van damme and i think sheldon Ledditch went back and recut it to make it a more traditional action movie that they kind of took all that stuff out and put in a more standard action movie score which i'm sure they had no money to do it and you can tell because the score (laughs) is not a strong point of the movie no um but i'm guessing they spent zero dollars on it so I uh well I, yeah, to your point um, but, on oh sorry go ahead yeah oh I was just gonna say with the rock opera stuff I, I think I, that conjures visions of like Van Damme like running around a dystopian future like singing rock ballads or something and I don't think it was that I just think thematically score wise there was gonna be um a more, more heavy okay. rock music influence closer to maybe music video um kind of then as opposed to like a musical type thing or something like i, I don't i don't think it's ever going to be that even though that would be amazing but <laughs> actually i, I kind of want to see that yeah that would also be batshit expensive so like, oh, yeah. there's no way that was the conceptual idea <laughs> like, also jc i doubt i have i have zero uh uh, belief that JCPD can actually see. <laughs> <laughs> Neither can I. So <laughs> no uh, well, judgment I mean, here. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, I can't do splits. <laughs> not yet. I, oh, I was going <laughs> to go back on the Spider-Man thing you were talking about. I thought there was an issue. I, I was wondering. I, you're right. I couldn't f- find out if they gave it back, sold it back, whatever on the rights. But I know for a long time. I think for that property and a couple of other Marvel properties that kind of were outside of the Marvel universe for a long, long time. Um, that was like if you didn't do anything with it in five years, it automatically reverts yeah. back to Marvel. And I was wondering if they were trying to make a movie so they could basically hold on to the rights because this is what late eighties. Based on what we talked about, it's just weird that this timing works out. Uh, when we talked about a missing in action, they paid two twenty five to get Spider Man in nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty five. So they're probably and, running and just up to be clear, two hundred twenty five thousand because yeah, yeah, not million. Listening to it in twenty twenty two sounds like that would be two hundred twenty five million. Like yeah, just, not, it, that's it, the world it, we live in today. It would be worth more than that actually for them to, yeah. for somebody else to buy it, which is crazy. <laughs> um, but. I'm wondering if they were running up against the clock when they were trying to to make those two movies in parallel and and and, and get something out that was going to help them retain the rights to Spider-Man. Yeah, and, and that's and, the way a lot of do it. That's the way most rights, I I believe, still work um, these days, even. And that's why kind of why you see like so <clears> many movies. reboots of Spider-Man yeah. uh, of that. Of, like they just have to keep using the property, or you lose it, and they're going to find respect. someone who's going to. Um, He's going to use it to to sell it to. Um, well, we can all be thankful for that because that's that's created some fantastic <laughs> movies, hasn't it? Yeah, which also leads to some really bizarre 
stuff that happens. One of this, they have to make one to keep the rights. And so they just do. Uh, but then there's this story of, so Amazon Prime has a, a Wheel of Time TV show. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar. It's from a series of books. It's like obviously meant to be um, Game of Thrones, Lord of Rings type of oh, okay. Okay. fantasy, like high fantasy kind of stuff. Oh, it's um, fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the people who had the rights to that, um, and I'm, I'm so sad. I never, I never saw this, but they had until this date, a certain date to make something and release it to retain the rights. And ah, I'm blanking on the actor now, but they, it's a named actor you'd recognize, um, like a Billy Crudup type or something. Or, yeah. Um, and they filmed like, that's like the books is like 14 books in it and they filmed the opening like prologue from like the first book which is it's just like a guy in a room like doing voiceover and like talking to himself and they filmed like a 22 minute like tv episode of that released it at like one in the morning on fx never played it again never did anything but it allowed them to claim within the rights that they, 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 had, their... they had used it <laughs> To release something and so where it could retain the rights <laughs> it was like what a shitty move like that is pretty shitty but i'm I'm also like i i kind of also get it's a game right it's just a yeah well legally on paper we did exactly what we said we would do <laughs> yeah it's, i, I, I wonder would, though if, if you went to court if you could talk to have some like good faith arguments of <laughs> i'm sure that i'm sure there's there's got to be I'm sure there there are things like this that have been locked up in arbitration for years. Where people yeah. trying to, try to untangle it. I wonder when we're going to get the uh, the sequel to Side. Well, actually, I take it back. There are now. I'm looking. There already are a couple of sequels. There are multiple and from this director. That this was. I so did not his, realize that his IMDb reads like he or his manager wrote it, um, which are my favorite IMDb profiles because they're they're just like so glowingly like they praise this guy like he's james cameron it's the way they talk <laughs> about him of like a sci-fi like visionary um but it really talks about like he's like like the godfather of like cyborg cyborgs in movies or uh, but he really took and i guess i mean it was his he said he came up with a story in like a weekend um but he really enjoyed this cyborg idea which is funny that this movie isn't really much about cyborgs I no no not really and I you know what you you mentioned it I want to go and hit it there there the misconception I had I've seen this before it's been probably thirty years but I I kept thinking I'm like yeah I, Van Damme's the robot he's a robot he's a robot and or he's a cyborg yeah same no, no he's not he's never I've, I've seen this multiple times I, I've seen it within the past couple of years same thing it, it took me like a, a, when they do the reveal of the cyborg for me to be like oh my god right it's not van damme and then part of me was like am i forgetting is there a twist at the end where he's, i thought there was too i thought there's a cyborg and it's gotta be like a, a terminator residue thing where you assume van damme's a star so he's a cyborg and you assume like they're doing because like van damme is like Schwarzenegger, you're assuming they're such, smart enough to do what they did with Schwarzenegger and Terminator, yes. but but they're not. <laughs> Make this guy, this wooden actor, um, the robot, and but nope, nope, they're not. It's just uh, 
<laughs> what you see is what you get. <laughs> so. Now, I thought this was very fitting to be doing after missing in action. Because while missing in action opens, uh, has Chuck Norris sitting, thinking deeply in a, like a hotel room or flop house or something. <laughs> intercut with his flashbacks. This says the same thing with Van Damme. Just sitting, staring at like a campfire, like no expression on his face. And then we get the flashback of his story. And it was like, it's like uh, such a candid technique of <laughs> take your star, tell it, sit him down and be like, you're thinking deeply about your past. <laughs> and then you show the audience the past. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, if you ever want to pick one specific thing about where you can see how bad this movie is or how low budget it was, those flashbacks always looked terrible. Yeah, they're not I, uh, not great. <laughs> and <laughs> I just thought, okay, my I think my favorite character, I'll, I'll go and jump into it here. My favorite character in this is Van Damme's uh, flashback wig. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was telling you before we got started, my favorite part is they keep flashing that. Well, we should, all right, before we get into that, sorry, sorry, sorry. Should we set up? Should we set up what what the world is and like what? I, the- I was I was hoping to beat you to that question so I could try to set you up to have to try to describe the plot of the movie. I'll do it all. All right, as best I can understand it. There's there's been some maybe, maybe this movie is extremely poignant. We just haven't realized it yet. The the, the movie is about a uh, a deadly plague that's overtaken. I, I guess most of the world, um, and. There's a small faction of scientists that are in Atlanta, uh, and you, you'll hear that word a lot, <laughs> Atlanta. Um, and Atlanta. Atlanta! <laughs> and what they're trying to do is smuggle a uh, some sort of, they've, they've cracked the code on, on, this group has cracked the code on a cure for this plague that, that's, that's ravaged most of the world. And they're trying to move the this code or this this secret formula or whatever down to Atlanta to get to the CDC so they can make start making this uh, this cure or this vaccine or or what whatever it is they don't I don't think they ever really tell you but it's supposed to cure people of this whatever this virus is and so uh, to do it they they embed uh, this information into the the brain of a person who agrees to become a cyborg uh, basically so she can be the vessel to trans- safely transport or, or at least uh, discreetly transport this information past a bunch of the uh, sort of roving <laughs> pirates and gangs that that consume uh, New York. And what we'll f- spend a lot of time in is the Carolinas. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's generally that. And I, I'm going to try and describe, uh, oh, what is the word? There's a term for it that they use for uh, what Van Damme's character is. Uh, a slinger? Slinger. So I, I, yeah. it's obviously supposed to be a original title of the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's I think it's supposed to be a play on gunslinger because it's sort of like a like a hired hitman yeah. slash hired uh, uh, VIP protection and like samurai uh, type. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so the the uh, cyborg does she have a name? What is her name? Her name. <laughs> I, I is it don't Pearl? know if they say the last name in the movie. It's Pearl Prophet. I think they do say that. Pearl Prophet. Yeah, Jesus what Christ. a name. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> so Pearl is the is the vessel to get this information to the, to the CDC in Atlanta, and so uh, her her original slinger is killed trying to get her out of New York, where the she gets the um, surgery to become a cyborg. And Van Dam just seems to kind of by happenstance pick up helping her, and then and then trying to get her to Atlanta. But then she also then almost immediately gets kidnapped by uh, the main bad guy uh, Fender, uh, <laughs> uh, his gang. And then they take, they're going to take her to, I think, Atlanta. I, I actually don't know. I think his motivation is just to, to basically keep her so that they can't improve the world. I, I think it's not, it gets, yeah, that's, yeah, this is why I was, uh, I started describing it. And I was like, wait a second. I actually don't know what the hell the intent of this guy. You try to, like, you're trying to go point A to point B. And it's like, wait, that doesn't add up. No, not at all. And I, I, uh, I feel really dumb now. <laughs> trying to explain because <laughs> I'm trying to think like, well, why do like because Fender and his gang are going to take her to Atlanta, but they don't want the cure. That's what I'm reading. I'm like, like why are they taking like, her wait. to Atlanta? Yeah, like what is what is what is his motivation to to do any of that? Why, like he why? wants to he wants to keep like anarchy. Like he's like I like this world. Like <laughs> I like this world. <laughs> I uh yeah so. That's basically the premise is Van Damme's fight across North and South Carolina <laughs> to get <laughs> to get Pearl back to take her to the exact same place the bad guys are taking her. <laughs> <laughs> and and hope that, that they can pass on this information to the CDC so so that they can in fact um make a cure for, for this plague. So damn that the I that's the most coherent I've gotten of that entire plot. I, I will say that. <laughs> yeah. The, so the stakes are never clear in any of this. Yeah. And it's, and so and part of the reason, so it doesn't seem like Van Damme's interested in the cure for the plague either. No. He just wants to get revenge on Fender who killed his sort of family. Yeah. And then his, um, I guess his, wife's younger sister has also now joined fender's game yeah. that was one of the other things so <laughs> that that does come back to save him later on but uh but yeah so that's so because of that uh the, the flashbacks we were talking about earlier uh they do throughout the movie cut a lot to van damme <laughs> at some un, undisclosed uh time in the past it seems like right right after things were really bad and, and he has his own farm and he has a, I think he has a son, and then uh, he's married. And uh, the flashbacks are <laughs> what I described to you is him wearing the Norman Bates mother wig from Psycho, <laughs> where um, in the flashbacks Van Damme is now blonde, and his hairline starts two <laughs> inches at least lower than it does for for like the rest of the movie. <laughs> so it's... I, I think I think that's a side effect of the plague. <laughs> oh, that makes more sense. Changes well, your then... hairline. <laughs> And you said like uh, modern modern JCVD. Uh, he has you said Rufio Rufio's hair from a hook. oh yeah <laughs> Rufio from Hook. Yeah, it's like that was pretty accurate. like like straight up like going back at an angle kind of thing of, um, and then it's, it's just hilarious and it's it's fine. It's just what you're gonna get from a movie about a dystopian future. So it's not a fault of this movie. It's a common fault of these movies just because you want to make it fun to watch or interesting to watch, but. The, the amount of hair product that has survived the <laughs> downfall of civilization is stunning because everyone's hair looks fantastic. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, I was thinking about that. One, I was curious what the chainmail budget is for this uh, for costume <laughs> yeah. for the costumes on this movie because that seems to be a common uh, component used. But I was thinking about it, and really, there's Fender, who's the the main bad guy, is really the only character that looks interesting in this. And I yeah, think yeah, everybody else looks very generic. It looks like it's Mad Max sort of adjacent uh, costumes. <laughs> Or everybody looks just looks dirty and, and and like like a generic homeless person or something. <laughs> yeah, so. normally like and, and you can see it's sort of the budget and that, but normally in this you get at least like a sidekick to the main bad guy who's interesting or who has like a look. Or there's like the oh, there's the guy with the big hammer and like he's gonna have to fight him at some point. Or but they're all very interchangeable. Yeah, so I you don't get that here. <laughs> <laughs> But I think Fender uh, is played by a guy named Vincent uh, Klein, who plays, uh, I think the biggest, I don't think I've ever, ever really seen him in was, um, uh, he plays Warchild in, uh, oh my God. Uh, Point Break. Point Break, thank you. I, I was going to say P, I was going to go Pulp Fiction, but obviously that's not <laughs> it. Um, so he's an ex-professional surfer, and I think he has the physical presence that they probably needed for a bad guy in this. They don't probably use him as well as they could have, but he's yeah, got these. Oh, go ahead. No, you go, keep going. Keep going. I'll add it on. He's got like an interesting look just because it looks like uh, if somebody took a pair of Oakleys and then HGH, and that's pretty much like <laughs> in a, like a crazy modern yeah. or crazy futuristic uh, costume. Uh, it does remind me, and this will make this makes me laugh a lot. They give him these bright blue like uh, contacts. So he's, I think he's originally Hawaiian. Uh, by birth so i so he, i think he's got kind of a darker complexion and so that's like their big reveal is like he takes off these sunglasses and they keep showing it with him with these bright blue contacts uh, in. it's actually born in new zealand new Ze- okay sorry i thought okay my bad um no, <laughs> and uh well he's got a, a, a darker complexion and what's funny is like they it's like this this big reveal moment they keep trying to do with him taking off his glasses and this blue contacts <laughs> it never lands and it, it, it reminds me of, uh, I think it was in 11th grade when Jay got, uh, uh, our friend who was, who was Indian, uh, got uh, bright blue contacts. And then he came into school and basically did the same thing to me. Like he turned around. It was kind of like the end of the end of the thriller video and like reveals his eyes. <laughs> trying to freak me out. So now I want to call Jay and ask him if he was inspired by this movie. If he watched Cyborg. <laughs> was he inspired by Cyborg or was he inspired by Thriller? I, I want to know which one it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that that's like the only to me like the only character in this who looks has any kind of distinction or interest interesting look is is uh is Fender, the terribly named bad guy. He's also been in a uh, uh twelve Albert Pune movies. Holy shit! Okay, all right. That, well, uh, <laughs> I when you find your vessel, you 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 stick with it. <laughs> he was my muse. Um, <laughs> which so I I couldn't confirm this. I was trying to find it. Um in my research and I couldn't see where I found it again, but I believe I read that he is dubbed over and that his natural voice is more effeminate and they didn't, so they didn't think it sounded right. And so they, they did dub him for, but I I couldn't, I couldn't find that again. Um, It it wouldn't surprise. It doesn't sound um, like a, like a Australian or New Zealand accent. It doesn't, it it comes off as some sort of kind of guttural American accent so uh you're, you're probably right it, w- it wouldn't surprise me that, that if they dubbed him on this not that he talks <laughs> that much in this 
Yeah, so he's got a, a he's got a pretty good opening monologue. But before we do, you're just referencing the contacts. Um, I guess they only had two pairs of contacts. Oh, no. <laughs> and I guess he lost one and lost a pair and couldn't find it. So then he, they were down to one. But then while filming, um, they they because there was so much like smoke and dirt and wind, um, the the contacts shifted up into his eyes, and you were. You wear contacts, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm sure you've had that experience where, like, that can oh, that's happen. Miserable. It's right? miserable. Like, it's awful. But he um, he couldn't find them. And that, so he had to shut down filming for a while. I was like, trying to, like, track down these contacts and see, like, what the heck happened. And, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, oh, what a mess. <laughs> Just have him wear the sunglasses the whole time. He doesn't have to... Uh... Which I always laugh. Those sunglasses are just dirty <laughs> as hell. It's like you couldn't see a damn thing in those things. No, it's it, it, that's what. It, well, all right, I'm gonna pick on like costume choices for something they made in 20 days. I don't know what I'm thinking. Like why? I don't know why. Yeah. why like it, that it, they also it, probably not... are repurposing those from Spider-Man and Masters of the Universe too to make costumes. <laughs> like, well, hey, that, that's a good point. I did go through this, and I was trying to pick out after you told me about the spider-man and uh masters of the universe 2 thing i was trying to go through and try to figure out okay well what what failed movie do i think that set might be from this <laughs> costume might be from i do think that uh, after you told me that this opens in new york and it's got some kind of slightly terrible looking matte paintings of, of new york <laughs> and um uh then some city streets that look like they've just had like a bunch of debris and stuff thrown onto him to make it make it look run down and, and um kind of a kind of a raised wasteland. I was thinking that must have been their their part of their Spider-Man set. Yeah, or or like some of it where where it was like city streets where they may have been they probably would have filmed something. Um the Masters of the Universe when I could not figure that one out. I assume the chain mail. <laughs> chain yeah chain mail, maybe some costumes. Um this this movie does emphasize uh what do you call it um knives quite a bit so maybe there's some there's some weapons from uh masters of the universe and there was uh, no cosmic key though i was disappointed they did not bring back a cosmic <laughs> key somewhere in, in the cyborg universe and, and i guess masters of the universe 2 was going to have a uh a lot of christ imagery <laughs> and a lot of Christ. oh images. yeah a lot oh, oh, and they repurposed that for this movie it's just there are <laughs> a startling number of crosses and crucifixes <laughs> in this movie. And then Van Damme gets crucified at the, at that one point. And but then it doesn't seem to phase him at the end. Like it doesn't matter, no, but it, it, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't, matter. doesn't go anywhere. There's no, it's like a ton of like Christ imagery. But there's not any Christ figure. Like, I, I guess it's supposed to be Van Damme, but it's not, it's not even remotely in the story that that would, it's like, no, he's any kind of savior. Um, he's not a savior. He's not atoning for anything. He's just had bad things happen to him. Like that's, that's like, yeah. All <laughs> First, he gets dropped in his well, and his family gets killed thanks to Fender's gang, which we find in a incredible flashback. And then, and then Fender kicks his ass and hangs him up on a uh, the mast of a boat, it, it, like a crucifix. And it doesn't right, like it doesn't do anything. Like, does he even have? So he, it, it's pretty brutal uh, about. End of the end of Act Two. Um, he's trying to escape with. Uh, he catches up to Fender's gang, and he's trying to escape with Pearl, Pearl Prophet, and uh, get her to Atlanta. Again, the same place they're already going. And 
they put him up on the cross or in a, in a, in a crucifix and shoot arrows through his hands or his his wrists. But when he fights Fender at the end, I don't think he's got like any signs of of all that being of all that done stuff having done. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, anyway, I don't know why. I, I'm I, again. I'm this is stupid. I'm complaining about continuity in the movie they made in 23 days. Why am I doing that? <laughs> no, I got I got to stop. Sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess for the director's cut, um, and I would say they took out um, and, and now I'm curious to see this. Apparently on the director's website, you can buy the the restored cut he did um, just from him <laughs> as a DVD. Uh, we should buy it. We should but, buy it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really tempted to, but I guess there's a lot of stuff he put back in that they had to take out because it would have gotten an X rating. <laughs> Jesus, like... What, you think yeah. violence? I mean, the, the flashback stuff with the family is pretty brutal. Like, that's pretty unsettling. Yeah, and they really edit around that stuff. It's really messed up. Um, they they take Van Dam this... So he's... This woman hires him, and he eventually, like, falls for her in the flashbacks, and she's got two, like, young kids. Um, and it's not really clear entirely with the woman and the kids if, that, if, they're, if she's, like, an aunt or mother or what, but it's, like, in this post-apocalyptic world it's like you know you end up together you got to take care of these kids or those things are zany uh, yeah <laughs> so van dam is like taking it but then like falls for her and sticks with it and then um is like oh like, i found like peace with this new family um it's so but then like fender's gang comes and obviously a bunch of bad shit happens but what they do <laughs> they put van dam uh, the woman and one of the kids, they tie him up and hang him over a well. And they're being held with like this like rope of barbed wire. And they make this little girl hold the barbed wire. And Fender says to her, it's like, well, now if they fall, it's your fault. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. And you see these scenes of like, obviously it's obviously it's edited so it's not the actual little girl but it's like you see hands on barbed wire like the barbed wire being like pulled through it and ripping like these bloody hands apart it's oh my god that that one it's it's really effective i'll i'll give him that like that 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 lands as being more effective than probably most of the movie but it is it is tough to watch because yeah, you're like, oh, you're, like, you're killing, you're killing three people, and you're scarring a child horribly. It's like, it's like this is horrific to watch, and like, I, not yeah. needed for this this piece of crap movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just like, you just need some more fun stuff. Uh, that's but, that's what this movie's never. It's never fun. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's which just is tough to say because really even, slow. So anything yeah. fun that does happen, you just kind of have become numb to to the whole experience um i thought there were two cool moments that stood out to me um as like oh like if more of that this would would um be more enjoyable to watch and maybe what um but maybe what could cut out because it was too violent but van damme has a blade so kind of like um james bond movie style of like you have a point oh, that can shoot, shoot right? out of your uh, front yeah. of your boot. Yeah. And at one point he does his like classic Van Damme spin kick, but with the blade out. So he slits a guy's throat with the spin kick. And it's like, that's pretty awesome. I don't know if I've really seen that uh, specific kind of move before. That's a pretty cool action movie thing. And I was like, oh, I, I would have 
gone to that a couple more times, but maybe that maybe they did, and it was just ultra violent. Um, and then it's kind of one move. It's kind of either you stab somebody, yeah. the, kick him in the dick, and they and you well, and he does try to he does try to do it to Fender at one point, I yeah. believe, and Fender breaks the, breaks blade, the blade or off. something. Yeah. Or like yeah, which I was like a nice little callback. They don't. I was like, oh, you probably need to sell that moment a little more because that was. Um, it's hard. You you'd easily have missed it. Um, and the other one is escaping through these sewers, um, with this, with this girl from this other group that Fender's gang is attacked, and they somebody end up together. Um, and he, they're going th- through these sewers, and I don't like the logistics of this make no sense. But <laughs> it ends up this guy's like tracking him, and all of a sudden the guy like looks up, and it's Van Dam doing splits a split across the top of the sewer whatever this is <laughs> with a sword and he just like plunges the sword down from above him to like kill him and it was like a classic van damme split move it looks awesome um because it's van damme doing a split holding a sword above a guy about to attack it's like that's like well um, and, and the fun part was the reveal action image <laughs> they don't reveal it to the audience until right when they reveal it to the, the the character he's about to die via yeah a split stabbing which is <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do think you're right. Those those are some good moments, but generally I didn't like the action in this. And I think it's because again the budget you can really see lets the movie down, and I, I feel like the some of the action scenes, like the fights, most of this is is set in this dystopian. Uh, it's, it's set in dystopian North Carolina. <laughs> um, no, this and, is just how Wilmington looks. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, it does look like they went to some sort of old uh, like. Uh, factory that's, that's like, oh okay. yeah a bunch actually that's where they go for almost all of the movie and uh <laughs> so they, they obviously they're setting up the fights there for for um budget reasons but the thing i didn't like was the way that the, the action scenes were cut with the fights they're cut with way too many fast fast cuts like uh, around some of the action and it, almost to the point you don't see uh, you don't see like a kick being completed by Van Dam as much. Like you might see him start it, and you see a reaction, and then you see some maybe badly shot stunt guy or kind of rolling away. Yeah. Now I was thinking about that with um, when we watched Bloodsport. That was part of what I thought was really good about Bloodsport was the the action scenes really uh, really land well, and the, and they're very they're very well done and and you see like in wide shot you'll see van damme completing like a roundhouse on somebody and you're like holy shit like he actually did that and it looks amazing yeah, it looks impressive and that's and that's I think van, yeah. that's van damme's strength right that the, they shot him yeah showing they that shot him really ability. well here i just feel like they cut around it too much or 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 they go for some some kind of artsy camera stuff and it just doesn't connect with the with what the movie needs to convey I just, yeah, I mean, aside from those two things you you point out, the it's disappointing how the how the action sequences look because that should be the high point here, and it just doesn't, yeah, doesn't and quite come together. Yeah, so I, I I'm guessing that's a combination of the budget. Um, I guess the director wrote this with Chuck Norris in mind, um, and then had Van Damme. I would also I just, watch that version too. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but I think maybe that style of thing that you're talking about the Van Dam so early in his career, they maybe don't realize how to use and shoot him in the best no, way. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think so. Um, and that 
with Van De- with Norris, he's a little <laughs> older at this point. He's probably you probably are shooting that way. With oh, him. Chuck was like fifty when it, I mean yeah. I can imagine him making this. That, yeah, I think he he was again. I think Chuck was probably smart enough to to have not done something like this at this point in his career. Yeah, I don't think he would have. He was doing Mission Impossible three <laughs> or not Mission Impossible <laughs> shit, missing an action three. Excuse me. Um, Speaking of, I watched uh, Missing in Action to the beginning yesterday while I was wrapping Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? I'm curious. Uh, I actually. So <laughs> I liked it better. I personally liked it better. I me. actually liked it better, too. But I do see it was shot where it looked more like a 60s or 70s yep. TV show at yeah. times. I was like, this feels like an episode of like MASH or or something. Vi- like, visually so it does, yeah. And visually, but it's obviously borrowing heavily from a bridge over the River Kwai. And just you have Chuck Norris instead of Alec Guinness. <laughs> That's a bit of a, a, bit of a, a changing of a gears there. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. uh, but I think I, I, I love that uh, movie. Um, so I think that carried it a little more for me of like this is just like entertaining and somewhat humorous of like I see what they're ripping off and going for. It's uh, <laughs> very funny. But then um I and it does very similar to missing in action. The last like thirty minutes is kind of just more action, Chuck Norris doing action shit in the woods of Vietnam. Yeah. Um it was so very similar, but I thought everything leading up to that was just more interesting. Uh, that, but it doesn't hit the action highs the missing in action does. No, uh, I. It definitely felt like they just had a few pieces. Like the the the, the flamethrower mm-hmm. is a pretty big, which was hilarious. The guy on a rope and wooden bridge just using <laughs> a flamethrower. I was like, like what a bad idea, dude. Have machine guns. They could have just shot him. Like, just shoot him. Like that's probably a lot safer. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like they're rebuilding that bridge every time somebody tries to escape because they're just torching him with a flamethrower. Yeah. So. Uh, so at some point we'll have to do. Uh, we definitely have action. to do missing it. Right. Is that it's a. <laughs> Also, the setup to me, um, it's not a bad setup for the 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 premise of what happens to Braddock. It, but then, if you watch, it, it I, made. I thought it made the a missing in action make ten percent more sense. Yeah, of, which is which is tough. Just, that that's the sequel, though. <laughs> the, the prequel is the sequel. Yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, I will then tell you go back because it's streaming right now. Go back and watch part three because then you watch the <laughs> beginning where they set up Braddock's story on that one, and it makes no sense because it's, it's literally <laughs> set on the day of the fall of, of uh U.S. position in Vietnam. So I'm like, well, I don't really okay. How the hell did this other one? Okay, whatever. I can't I can't rationalize how they how they did that. But okay, <laughs> all uh, right. So uh, so cyborg. <laughs> so cyborg. Uh, so one thing the movie opens and it's like I I think it's supposed to be New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they show the Brooklyn Bridge, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's after this, like, opening, uh, that uh, Fender gives this opening speech of that's like, like there was a collapse world. of civilization, anarchy, genocide, starvation. Then when it seems things couldn't get any worse, we got the plague. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and then he goes on to say, like, I like death. I like misery. I like this world. Of, and like why he doesn't want the, the Kirla plague. But uh, it's like really establishes like this is a shithole of a world we're getting. Uh, and so everything's just like pure rubble. And that, but you get um, the cyborg and the slinger she's with trying to 
um, make their way through, but Fender's gang is like after him. Um, and Van Damme steps in to like save her one time. Uh, but it's a great introduction to Van Damme. So I get, I will say the director, uh, at least shot some stuff to give them the right footage for the classic Van Damme introduction. Cause you're first introduced to his foot after it kicks a guy right in the face. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And that um, starts out of like, Oh yeah, we're going to get some good like Van Damme action in this movie. Um, and they don't really, they don't really pay that off. <laughs> um, but one thing I laughed at, so Van Damme meets the cyborg and they, um doesn't doesn't realize the cyborg she's trying to recruit him to help her and he's like no like i have my own like agenda to do so she's like trying to tell him like well this is like the mission i'm on it's kind of important <laughs> like trying to save the world um and then she does this reveal where she's going to take like the back of her head off to show that she's a cyborg <laughs> except Ooh, it looks bad there <laughs> when they cut to that that's going to be the effect shot just the lighting completely changes <laughs> Like it's like they downgrades to like a different like film stock almost. And it's like <laughs> it's so jarring of like oh we're going to an effect shot here um, and they they did not film this at all back to the, the same studio place. and yeah. like yeah um, and it is very funny. It's like no attempt <clears throat> to match the lighting and like obviously when you shoot something in twenty some odd days for half a million bucks like you're gonna get things like that. But uh, there are there are some compromises and that is one. Uh, <laughs> It is just startling, to, especially in like the opening of the movie. It's like, oh, so this is what this is going to be. I, uh, I think um, it, big ideas they don't have the money to pay off any of the ideas. That's it. It, it was tough to watch that the, the special effects, and well, it's tough because they keep cutting back to it, and it's like this very mechanical robotic like head like tilting around. That's very clearly yeah, not yeah. the actor, and it's just like, oh man, you can. This look, it, to your and, point, the lighting looks bad. It's like it's like um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three lighting and special effects. <laughs> <back>. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And, and it's even you know it, to its credit, like even if you go watch like RoboCop, that has that to a lesser degree. <laughs> also, though, has some times where it's like, oh, like I can tell, like they ha- they're this is the effect shot, and like it's slightly now they get much closer to matching it perfectly. And I think at that time was probably looked more seamless than it does now, but um, it it is a hard thing to do. Um, It is. It is. I, um, yeah, the the cyborg shot, the the, the special effects in this are all, there's not, well, there's really not many. I think, I think the cyborg stuff is that, that is the only special effects. Everything else is pretty much practical stuff done on, on the day. Uh, Yeah. It was shot in location. Yeah. yeah, and part of the, what what struggles with the movie is for this these dystopian future movies. If you, it either needs to be visually an interesting world, and the first opening is just like New York rubble, and then they quickly move to like North Carolina where they're just walking through very a past, very pastoral, <laughs> like and yeah, so you don't it doesn't you don't get sold on the vision of this world and so you're relying on then like your script and actors to maybe sell it but that's not really up to it either <laughs> so it just feels like a bunch of idiots like walking around the woods in north carolina <laughs> it felt stuff. like uh somebody like was it lurping mm-hmm. 
or LARPing. Like LARPing, yeah. Yeah, that's what it kind of feels like. And, and it, it's weird because it's like beautiful. They go to this, the, I think this was shot uh, on the beach in, in North Carolina. Yeah. It's... I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's your point. It's like the world sucks, but then you're like, oh, well, we're going to go camp out on the beach. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wake up and, and bathe naked at sunrise or something like that yeah. <laughs> in, in a tide pool and then and then <laughs> the next fight besides that sewer it's a sewer but then they emerge from the sewer and they run straight into <laughs> this beautiful marsh and i'm like what like <laughs> it doesn't seem like a bad place it seems like they could just stop going to atlanta and just live there and probably have a much better life and and right, yeah. <laughs> enjoy themselves compared to compared to what they're they're coming from and what they're going to yeah, I can't. I can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like that's like that. But I guess the point is that's the life Van Dam had. And yeah, true. And his gang came and and destroyed it. So now he's just out for revenge against him. But so the little girl who has the barbed wire get pulled through her hands. Fender has like pulled her into his gang, and um, but she's like what seven, eight in the flashbacks. At least, yeah, at best, actually. Sorry, she's got to be like, like 15, 16, oh, or possibly. But yeah, I'm just trying to like be as nice as possible. But <laughs> at least five years has gone by, and you could potentially say like 15 years has gone by. And it's like, well, what's Van Damme been doing all this time? Like, I don't know. Like, like, for revenge. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, again just just be so committed to that like a bad job all the way around trying to trying to do setup and trying to do uh um justification of 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 any of this and it's just it it doesn't it's just none of it work it none of it lines up so i have a question for you if you if you were in this plague infested dystopian future (laughs) and you were going to live somewhere would you live in atlanta new york Charleston, which gets featured quite a bit, yeah. Temptation or the Wasteland, because that was no. a ro- that was my favorite part was a road sign that has three cities on it: Charles- yes. Charleston, <laughs> Temptation, and Wasteland. And I'm like, all right, who took the time to put this up? <laughs> yeah, oh, who took the time to put it up? And what is Temptation, and and why is it juxtaposed <laughs> yeah. to Wasteland? Like all of these sound bad. <laughs> so I don't. Oh, God, um, I, again, I'm picking. I'm picking on something that doesn't. This can't defend itself. It's yeah. Not fair. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Charleston. You know, Charleston. Yeah. Charleston's pretty nice. Yeah, I, I, like I, I feel that's uh, getting like a nice uh, beachfront place in Charleston. This is, this is my best shot at that. <laughs> Do you think that uh temptation might just be Myrtle beach? <laughs> <laughs> that says, sounds like a lawless place with like brothels and like, <laughs> which is also Myrtle beach. Myrtle beach. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, I, I am out of. I'm kind of out of stuff to talk about. This one. <laughs> it's tough because there's just not a lot. There's not a lot to pick at or, or go through. It's yeah. It's <clears throat> it's really slow and boring. So even the stuff that like happens, it's almost it's like it needs so much weight in that moment that like it, and it doesn't have it. And it's like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> like, is it worth have... it? How many bad guys do you think are in Fender's gang? Because it seems to be no more than 10 that they show you at any one point in time, but then it seems to so, be at least 200 based on the amount of people that Van Dam so kills. They have this extended fight sequence in um, this warehouse factory abandoned concrete place <laughs> that's um, this like 
again, it's like visually just very uninteresting. Um, <laughs> but uh, this there, like Van Dam escapes like into this sewer, and he's running through. But so in missing in action, we talked about how similar to like Monty Python, the Holy Grail. There's like the <laughs> boat coming, where like it almost like cuts back to like the boat, and then it's suddenly there. There was like a similar moment in this where it's not quite that, but Van Dam goes in the sewer and he's running through, and then it's just shot after shot of the only person <laughs> in the scene is one person from Fender's gang, and he's a ways off, and it shows him running to the same sewer Van Dam went in, <laughs> climbing down. And no, no, first he has to have a reaction of like, "Oh man, how to sewer or like." <laughs> Or like sewers, why they have to be sewers? <laughs> like kind of reaction. Um, he climbs down the sewer to go after him. It'll cut to Van Dam running through. It cuts back. A new person from Fender's gang is like a hundred yards away from the sewer. It shows them run up to the sewer, have the reaction, climb down, and they do that like six times. <laughs> and then they do, and they do the same thing when they emerge from the sewer too. It's like. <laughs> Oh, guy number one, and like, show we him are climbing out. Guy number two, really, show him really padding the length of this to hit a hit a certain runtime, aren't we? I mean, that that's where I got confused. Just so I'm like, well, didn't Van Dam just kill somebody that looks exactly <laughs> like that? I'm like, I the costumes are so and the characters are so generic that um, you just can't tell anybody apart. So it, you, it's really hard to gauge. Yeah how many bad guys yeah and there's normally at least like a bad guy in a gang like that who's like there's like a number something two. to have a more personal like so when yeah. you feel more catharsis more release when van damme takes him out and instead it's just they're all just generic kills uh yeah um, and that, that's another i keep saying flaw i mean this movie just it is what it is but yeah <laughs> yeah and it's hard when you talk about oh like the budget and the number of days they shot it's like you're just churning through shots and it's like yeah they didn't have time Nobody's stopping to talk about like to be like okay or... we need an insert shot here um, yeah to get I... like it's like no we're on to the next thing because and that that's the the real weakness of you don't have that build up of editing it's just like long static shots yeah. that are not don't have much interesting going on in them and you're not able to intercut that with some close ups or things to. Because you just didn't have the time to shoot that stuff. But uh, one thing with the crucifixion, <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> really want to talk about Jesus, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's Christmas is coming, so um, it's true. Yes, we should have saved this. Uh, yeah, we we, we should have been next week. <laughs> we dovetailed all the, this. Is how we, we're going to pay it off. We should have. It should have been our Christmas we really episode. Saved it for Easter, actually. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so. The finish the game, they crucify Van Damme on this boat uh, mast um, and they pin his hands up, but um, they leave his feet um, just kind of dangling. And it's like, man, I don't, I don't, that seems a really rookie move by Fender. Like, you gotta, if you kind of tie up Van Damme, like, the first thing you do is the feet. Like, that's like, that's number one. That <laughs> it, it is a strange, it is a strange choice i guess they had they have to do it they have to give him some means of, of escape um yeah I, I did find it funny that he's able to like kick and like break the mass and have it eventually fall which i was like oh my god with like arrows in your hands yeah you're gonna think falling dead. that would I, that would be so excruciatingly painful to have your like this impact of his things like in you shaking i was like that's that like, making me cringe uh, but I did find it funny that he gets tied up, and then the woman he's been traveling with, 
shows up again to untie him from like the mask. <laughs> it is it is just such a thing of like well, why did we you... can't let our hero be saved by a woman. We we have to like have him at least like have done something to free himself. Like she couldn't just <laughs> have found him and like untie like, him, him from down. that. Like like he had to have done like some awesome move. <laughs> to... Hey, can cannon's gotta be gotta be down on women, man. Yeah, that's that 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 is part of their formula. At least I think it is. Um yeah, I, I just it's such a weird it does I don't know. It's like he's supposed to be imbued with superpowers at that point. Like all of a sudden he finds this internal strength that he's not had for the last 10 years to He becomes Jesus. <laughs> maybe yeah, he becomes turns some water into wine. Uh the marsh becomes <laughs> becomes wine after he gets down. Um but it's all it's like he all of a sudden is imbued with superpowers. And it just does. I don't know. Again, it's just such a strange setup. And that's, I guess, where I kept thinking, oh, yeah, he's a cyborg because he survived as a man. He survived all this stuff, but yet he's still able to, like, get himself down and then yeah. go and engage Fender in a fight and, and destroy <laughs> Fender's uh, gang at the same time in, in uh, Atlanta. So which uh, is a pretty decent fight scene, him facing Fender at the end. But the budget, you can tell they just didn't. This didn't have enough edits and cuts no. and shots and footage to properly edit it into something. Um, but you can see, like, there's some ideas there. It's <clears> dramatic. <throat> it, it's like in the rain. There's some cool stuff where they're in and out of a car. Um, and that that it's it is pretty um, a pretty good for this movie in particular, a pretty solid ending fight scene between these two guys that they take some time to do. But. It's been a while since I've seen it. it. This is actually fairly similar to the end of Hard Target. Uh, maybe that is that doesn't the... that have like a fight scene with Van Damme in the rain at the end? No. Um, Am I thinking of a different one? I think you're thinking of a different one. I'm trying to. Maybe I'm just thinking of this movie. <laughs> there's a there's a prison movie I thought where he does that. He has a fight in the in the rain. Oh, is it? Um. I can't. It was like a 1990, 1991 movie, I think. It, it, or no, no, it's um, I know what it is. Uh, it's Universal Soldier. He he and Dolph yeah, Lundgren yes. face off in the rain in like a bar. Yes, yes, um, that's what I'm thinking of. Because I'm picturing him with the mullet. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't have a mullet in that one. He. Uh, oh man, I'm all over that's the place. That's hard with my Van <laughs> So hard target is the mullet. Okay. Yeah, uh, but you're right. Mullet, it's just, the uh, Universal Soldier at the end of like I I, I was getting real vibes of. <laughs> Because it's the same concept if he's oh, fighting to save, save his girlfriend and he's kind of doing the same thing here. Uh, it does. Yeah, you're right. It does. Except Universal Soldier. It, you know, it's a well-funded Roland Emmerich movie. It's, it's yeah, a yeah, it's a little. <laughs> they didn't spend half a day trying not, to shoot it. They, yeah, it's not in a burned out Spider-Man set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, yeah, it. it I think you're right. I think uh, from a from a high point of this, it does this does probably, if anything, help help solidify JCVD is is a property that they can, you know, like a marketable property that they can they can uh, lean on. I think this is probably what get, help gets helps get him Bloodsport if they can because Bloodsport blood was the, before this. Was it? I thought it was. Yeah, Bloodsport's the year before. Oh, it is. Well, this yeah. is what eighty. This is eighty nine. I'm sorry. Eighty nine. Bloodsports. So this is same year as like Kickboxer. Um, yeah. So yeah Bloodsports okay. eighty eight. Okay. Um, and may, maybe it was just they took the same formula from Bloodsport and and they used that as a. Uh, um, okay, we can we can market this guy. People want to see him. So th- um, this is probably what actually does get him like Universal Soldier, maybe. Um, because that's 
Is that right after? Well, it's 92. So it's a few years. So he does some more stuff in there, but as a sci-fi kind of, but of, um, you could see for a studio movie, the gestation period kind of more being in that timeline to get to like, oh, like we need to figure out something to do with this guy. Like audiences are responding to him. Yeah, fair. I, uh, oof, this movie's just, uh, it's just, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because Van Damme is not too far from kind of becoming the making more studio movies, becoming a pretty, um, you know, somewhat of a, a star, like a legit star. And it's like, and at this point, he's like still just willing to jump in on like a half a million dollar movie just to. He probably needed um, to. Just to, no, yeah. Oh, he did. This is, yeah. um, he's still, it's still very early for him. Like, um, and I guess what I read was Canning gave him a choice after Bloodsport. Um, I think it was he could do the next Delta Force movie, the next American yeah. Ninja movie, or this. And he chose this. And I, and I, I think he had some regrets over that choice. <laughs> I mean, maybe because he's he's getting two properties that were probably already Chuck Norris kind of already had his stink on one of them, and then <laughs> um, American Ninja was. I, I, it's interesting that it didn't go to, uh, or at least they if they offered it to him first, that they didn't go to uh, Dudikoff. I'm surprised. I, I would have figured he was still bankable because they've been cranking out a couple of those movies with him. So uh, I don't know. I. I don't think it's a terrible choice for Van Damme, probably for where he was in his career. I think the movie itself is not good, but again, none of that is like really his fault. It's just no. okay. This is super low budget. It, it's yeah. it's trying to be a, a international movie uh, on a super super cheap budget, and it's like you're not going to get <clears throat> lightning in a bottle here when, when you when you're doing that. Or if you did, it's mm. it's you know. We we already did it with with Bloodsport. I think that was their shot at <laughs> low budget, yeah. but but high reward. Yeah. For, well, yeah. it's funny I, you kind of alluded to this that it's the canon formula that we see like that they kind of that worked, but what did them in was those big franchise things that they tried. They took a shot and they just couldn't pull those off. But for some reason, this level of movie was like perfect for them that they could somehow make these into hits. Yeah, I, I will say I'm going to sound like a nerd when I say this. I do feel like I've learned a lot um, about canon, and, and to the to their credit, perhaps that we, in this series we have all, all the stuff we've covered so far. You can kind of see, at least I, I I feel like we can kind of see that uh, all the DNA of what they were trying to do, and we've covered you know we covered Life Force uh, and. You can see what they where where they wanted to go, and and it's sad that they couldn't quite get there. And then they really do just fall back into stuff like this, which was a little little schlocky B movie type stuff that was really their wheelhouse, and it's kind of what made canon films. And then ultimately, them trying to get away from their roots is what 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 crippled them. So um, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting, very interesting uh, uh, story, and I, I just didn't. Ex- I, I was just ready to kind of make fun of spend like eight movies making <laughs> yeah. fun of canon. And but it's it's an interesting lesson from a creative and business perspective. Of um, you sometimes see people who you're like, oh, like why aren't they like trying to do more? Why? And it's like, oh, like 
you kind of stay in your lane of like what's your like you own this you're the best at this and if you deviate from that you need a plan b if that doesn't work out when yeah. you deviate from something like that of um and you need an awareness of like this is what we're good at it's okay to try something like new but you can't when that doesn't work you can't double down on <laughs> three insisting, times like <laughs> three times we can do this this time it's going to work um <laughs> I, uh, well, I give them props for trying. Fuck, these guys at least were swinging for the fences on everything they did. Uh, definitely never worked, but <laughs> they were trying. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, and I'm reading, um, I started reading these couple books, and the third one's not out yet. Um, God, let me pull up what they, so I can give proper credit, but it's his books about, it's just like, does every canning groups movie? Um, oh, God. Yeah, so like the first one is like six hundred pages, and it's like eighty to eighty four, eighty five. Um, the uh, so they call the Canon Film Guide. So I'm I'm there's volume one, <laughs> volume two, and I think volume three is going to come out. But volume two is like when they're obviously producing a lot because it's only like eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven, or something Wait, like that. Yeah, which there's they're cranking out like almost every month. They're putting uh, out. and then I guess I'm assuming volume three will be be coming at some point. Um, <laughs> but um, it's really enjoyable and really well done. So yeah, the first one's eighty to eighty four. It's by Austin Trunick. I don't know if you're interested in Canon. Um, because of the size, the physical copies are kind of expensive. So I've been reading it on Kindle um, just because I wasn't in the mood to spend like $50. <laughs> <on> <laughs> That's okay. Nobody's going to fall Christmas shopping season. And, um, but really wanted to read it while we were doing this. But um, anyone who's interested in the Canon stuff, it's, it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. Um, it's definitely helped in my research with this. And then... Um, it's, it's if you're interested in uh the canon story or these movies i definitely recommend it i uh i might have to check those out i i do i do think it is a fascinating uh kind of journey for them it, it's something that it does feel like today that this couldn't exist like that this is this is a very specific to like the mid 80s mid late 80s time yeah. frame <laughs> Uh, it's how they financed and how they put movies together and that like well and today like everything just gets so lost in the show like there could be like a crazy group out there doing basically this and like they're going to video on demand or like occasionally like pop up on netflix or something like there's so much content out there that you would never really just like discover you just wouldn't know there's this group like making these like crazy movies on like just throwing stuff around um just because there's so much going on we're like it's just never gonna break through in a way that these what it did in the 80s to actually like be in the movie theater where people were going to see it and part of the culture no um, that's true that, that's a that's a that's a great point i uh we i won't, I won't complain about it anymore but me- media is pretty stratified and, and sometimes I, yeah. I wonder i wonder how kids like when our kids grow up we, we all have i think there's 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 a lot of common ground for people on on movies who probably grew up up through the 80s and 90s because you, you just didn't you couldn't it wasn't as accessible as it is today so it's sort of yeah. like you were sometimes a product of well it's on TV and that's about as good as it's going to get as I can I can watch this thing that's on on in the middle of the afternoon some and that's that's all there is to watch right today 
to your point, it, it's very easy to pick and choose what you where where you want to go get content and what kind of content you want to get. I, I think it's it's cool because it was like when you're a kid, you're like, well, that's what I want is where I sort of going to go pick anything out yeah. there. And now that you can, it, it's probably actually going to make it harder for people to connect over some of this stuff. So it, yeah, was, this is weird. something interesting that was um, kind of talking about. That's kind of why <laughs> um, we're getting more divisive as a society, just because it's so easy to not have common to common not reds that there's so much like, content and there's so much that everything is so special there's no like oh i ended up watching this thing that surprised me or like you're just very easy to stay in your own little closed-in world of yeah consumption of media consumption and never um yeah and just like that fulfills all your needs so i mean you can't even like you can't even catch up with everything in that like (laughs) that you're interested in on that. Never mind stumbling across something that would uh, challenge you in a different way. Or That's really, it's really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there are people out there who will seek it out. It's just the natural, like, yeah, it's just, I don't know if you're not deeply into this stuff, you're just going to watch the same, like three or four sources of material. Um, and kind of just get reinforced what you what you already like. No, oh, fair. That's fair. I um which it's it's like it's paralysis of like too much choice. So it's just like, well, I'll just go with this then. Um No, it, it's true. I mean, I, I found myself kind of like going through the old, when it used to be going through the TV guy to see what's on. I was like, I just scroll through different streaming sources to try and find something to to watch. And I'm like, I end up spending 20 minutes just going through different services, being like, Well, do I want to watch this? Do I want to watch that? No, I don't know. So well, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's why we good. would watch these movies as kids because it was the best thing on. <laughs> exactly for... by, by by process of elimination, this is this is what I get to watch. Like yeah, it's, um, and so with all the yeah all the streaming services, all the TV channels that like even now like this would kind of get lost in the shuffle if it was on TV if this was just playing on um, USA or something. Well, it's and like funny. a Sunday it, afternoon, it, there'd also be like a Star Wars movie on, a Marvel movie on, like a Harry Potter movie on. Oh, yeah. That like, it, um, that was exactly what I was going to say. Was this isn't high enough quality anymore, and and the channels have moved on so much now that that I don't think you would see this on. Like, you're just not going to see this on cable anymore. Yeah, and it's, it's too low quality. And, and they used to like those higher level movies that were big box office hits. They used to not just those didn't get played on TV over and over no it was a big event it was like a one time a big like cbs sunday night movie like yeah like oh my god like fox is gonna play this the star wars movies on tv like this only happens like once a decade like or (laughs) yeah now it's now it's i can watch all of them uh it's like well now i can watch them whatever i want so now it's just like oh like tnt is playing all the star wars movies this weekend like like, yeah who gives a shit like oh yeah they did that like a month ago too (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, is basketball over? Yep. Oh, shit. Okay. Right. We're all Star Wars movies. Let's get a piece of why it'd be like, uh, like, oh, the Fox, like, Sunday afternoon movie. It'd be like, holy <laughs> shit. They're playing Raiders of the Lost Ark today. Like, normally it's like missing in action. Like, they're doing something big. Yeah. Uh, no, it would I, be I, a, a massive yeah. deal if something that quality was on. And so, like, yeah. Oh, they're playing Cyborg and it's on the country music t- channel. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you'd also, uh, when you would just like stick it out, you'd learn to you discover these movies and learn like what there is to love about them. And 
Oh, there's a lot. There's um, a, I mean, I, 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 I didn't hate watching it. I, Cyborg. It's just it. Even for canon, it, it's it's down there in terms of. Quality. Yeah, it's a tough one. If I'm a big uh, Jean Claude Van Damme fan, then every now and then I'll go on like a a little run of watching his movies. So I'm sure in my life I will watch this again. Just when I'm like, ah, uh, let me go kind of go through his catalog a little bit again of his early ones. If I um, uh, if I hold to my same timeline of watching this every thirty years, I'll be seventy the next time I watch. <laughs> <laughs> So, that's, gather that's, around children man that's a that makes me feel like i'm wasting my life <laughs> I, uh, I think that's the appropriate amount of times to for cyborg that's that sounds true. like the right the right pace to be on i think i think that means the jcvd is going to be about 100 years old if that's uh around <laughs> the same time frame um we're all right so if you <laughs> i'm gonna ask it it's not a big question anymore because of this movie but if you had <laughs> You had 10% more to spend on this. Where are you going to spend it? That means you have about 50 grand to throw yeah. this. Where are you going to spend it? <laughs> yeah, that, that is. <laughs> I don't, I, don't I, I, I truly do not have a good answer because that's not um, enough money to do much. Right. Like you're not making much of a difference on any individual thing. No. Um, and it's not changing locations. You're not even. Um, mathematically, I don't know, for fifty grand, it's like two days shooting, maybe roughly. Well, I'm, right. I'm wondering, trying to think of an actor around that time, like a character actor who maybe you could have gotten for like half a day to just be like a sidekick in Fender's gang that Van Damme fights, just to add some like a character, like someone with a little character. You could add Harry Dean Stanton to it as like a brain um, type character, <laughs> like he was in Escape from New York. Uh, but you're only going to get him for like a half day or something. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know how we're working that in here. Of, <laughs> um, uh, oof, yeah, um, yeah. This is this is a tough one. Um, I I, I should have spent a little more time uh, preparing for this category because I have no idea <laughs> what to do with it. Um, I, I I'm adding in two more um, Van Dam kick knife. Uh, throat slitting moves into it just uh, i feel you know they're there that day that you can probably you can probably it's realistic to do and i think would uh added some more or just one more move with that like boot knife thing maybe he like chops a rope or something to make a guy fall <laughs> or or that could have been how he got himself out of the uh out of the crucifix thing he yeah, somehow yeah. uses that to get. I don't know how he's going to do that physically, but it could be. Just add in another uh, move or two with that. I thought that was one of the highlight of the action scenes. So why not just lean into it? Yeah, I, I have a hard time with this. I would definitely put some more money into the wig budget, at least for the flashbacks, because <laughs> those are really bad. Um, the movie I, sucks, I, but the wigs look fantastic. Everybody looks great. Um, <laughs> maybe you could spend a little more money if you if they could do it on just on some of the flashbacks of setting up how the world has become that bad i don't know if that gets you any further uh, i guess that's what's frustrating is it never like besides seeing new york and then atlanta or what's supposed to be atlanta um you don't have a real well fleshed out idea of what the, what the world is and like again all they've shown you is throughout the middle of the movie well it doesn't look that bad it actually looks like we're 
you know, the forests are repopulating themselves and they're, and they're living there on the beach. I'm like, so it can't be that bad, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe spend a little bit more on visuals or, or, or some um, allusions to why or what caused the world to be so bad. Yeah. And that's, you're doubling the budget. That's you're just not, it's really you're just tough. not doing much to help I, this movie. It, I know yeah. that's the, exactly it. It's, I think we saw with Life Force, it was like they really put every dollar they had on the screen. And that was a $22 million budget. And, and like, they put at, every dollar they had on the screen. Here. And they did it for here, for here too. And, and, and sadly, it's just not enough money at the end of yeah. the day. So it, it's a tough, that's a tough category. To try to yeah. And it's, it's why it's a movie a little tough to talk about. Because it's like, it's nobody's fault. It's just like, it was going to be this. It was always going to be this. Like, yeah, I'll change no... my answer. I, I wish they paid off those cool uh, Gatling gun style shotgun, like air guns they've got. Like, pay off those a little bit more because oh, give it okay. They they use it like twice, and it and the, you can see on the movie poster that they feature that, and like I think it's in Van Damme's hands or something. All right, flesh that out just like a little bit more. Like, like do more like pay off with those because that those those are supposed give to be something really with those that look cool. Yeah. And it looks like something that they put in for like, hey, kids are gonna think this thing looks awesome. Let's 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 use this gun. I'm like, yeah, I did think it was really awesome, and they use it once. <laughs> it yeah, like... I feel this movie was like two bit more things away. Mm-hmm. So they, I was like, oh, I and like Van Damme does like the the spin kick where he slits the guy's throat. That's pretty cool. His split with a sword attack is pretty cool. And then you needed like two more things that you leave the movie kind of talking about for this to get like gadgets. Kind of more into that realm of like cool um, sci-fi, campy sci-fi that people still watch and talk about. Be like, oh, I kind of really love that movie because it's got these four cool things in it. Um, See, so yeah, I like that. I like that one. Um, to give it in some of like, oh, that's the movie that has those cool guns and like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where's Carl going in this? Uh, he's definitely a sidekick for Fender. Okay, that's a good. That's a good. Choice. Just, just someone with a little charisma and personality in that gang. <laughs> I, um, that you remember. You could argue you could just make him Fender. Uh, I was too. thinking about that. Because like... <laughs> he has the physical presence, I think, to, yeah. to probably pull that role off. And that was, again, the only thing for me that for Fender that kind of works really well is like the guy looks intimidating. He's jacked and, and, and he seems like he is ready to just rip Van Damme in half. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that, and I was like, "Well, but then I'm just taking about like the one of the interesting things of this movie and taking it out." <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, you're basically swapping, <laughs> so you're, you're not uh, really. Call would be better, but 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 my the problem with my idea is though I think the whole movie you'd be like. Well, why is that guy the leader, not Carl Weathers? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's that's. I mean, um, and, and I, I don't mean that from like a star standpoint. I mean. From a natural charisma standpoint, you'd be like, "Well, wouldn't everybody just follow that guy? He's like <laughs> compelling and interesting." And <laughs> that guy talks and seems yeah. kind of nice. Maybe we just follow Carl Weathers instead. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's 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 the best. I don't have a better answer just because. I mean, frankly, the cast is really only like four people in this too. I mean, like there, there's bunch, there's right, bad guys with a bunch stuff. of like. Yeah, it's it's this Carl Weathers one is tough in these canon movies because <laughs> there's very there's like. Four people with like actual lines, and everybody else's <laughs> they, background, yeah, and everyone's background. So it's like he's got to be one of these people, and it's uh, yeah, yeah. So you like, there's the whole not a whole lot. Well, I think uh, this is the same year Carl Weathers is doing Action Jackson, so I think he's he's just too he's probably too successful at this point. Oh yeah, he's not. So. Now I'd be curious if you made him um, Van Damme's character in this. 
he's I, so much more yeah. charismatic than Van Damme. If that would help make this movie like 20% more watchable, that just watching Carl Weathers do all this would just be more entertaining then. <laughs> I that's a that's a pretty good answer too. I I will say I will go with either of your your options. <laughs> Just because you're right, like, none are like, good. <laughs> not yeah, none are great. This isn't just this just isn't really a vehicle for for dropping him into. But I, I do think that, and, and again, I don't want to do that to him. <laughs> no, and I well, to your point, like four characters, it's really hard without completely changing the dynamic of what the movie supposed is doing. Trying to rationalize adding yeah. somebody into it <laughs> or swapping somebody else out. <laughs> so, um, where would you? What would you? Uh, <laughs> what do you rank this? I saw it on, on what your letterboxed was. But I'm curious. Like, I think I gave this a 1.5 out of five uh, crucified John Claude Van Damme's. <laughs> um, and that after talking about this, that maybe feels high. <laughs> I was gonna say but I, I'll stick I, with I, it. I'm gonna go with a, a one out of one out of five. Uh, uh obscure weird south carolina city road signs <laughs> I, I got nothing i got nothing this, I, I had a hard time watching this one because it is so it's slow and the action scenes are not good enough to me to pay even pay off the slowness of the build-up around those that it's just oof this was a tough one yeah yeah I, it's not of I, the movies we've done like there's something redeeming there's some there's a reason i'd recommend it to somebody to watch and yeah. this one, I'd have a hard time recommending. There's any, there's much in there um, worth watching. But I don't know. Maybe I need to get that director's cut and see. Uh... Hey, I'll buy it for you for Christmas. I uh, <laughs> yes. yeah. Anna was asked. She's like, "What do you, what do you guys kind of record on?" I'm like, "Oh, it's uh, that Jean- Jean Claude Van Damme movie Cyborg." And she's like, "I don't know what that is." I'm like, "She's like, should yeah. I see it?" I'm like, "No." no. <laughs> yeah, my wife was asking too, and I was like, um. It always feels vaguely weird. <laughs> One, because it's uh, so a lot of times for these, it's like, I don't think you'll know what this movie is. And for this one, it's like, you don't want to know what this one is. No, like, yeah. It's like, that's how I, I was like, I, I'm embarrassed. I have to tell you, I'm watching. I don't want to, I don't want you to know what this is. You know what? We're talking about The Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, a real uh, deep dive. We're doing the AFI Top 100, too. That's what yeah. we're doing. We're really excited about the new uh, Sight and Sound Pulse. So, we're doing uh, Gene Dealman. So. <laughs> Um, right in our canon not wheelhouse <laughs> uh well i think we're doing uh what's next i think we still have invader uh, invaders from oh, Mars. yeah little toby hooper which I, i'm invaders excited i'm Mars. excited to watch that again I, I remember watching it as a kid and it scared the hell out of me and I, I haven't i haven't seen it in again probably 30 years i've not seen this one i've seen the original multiple times yeah, it's, um, it's, and it's I, a remake of the Yeah, it's a remake of which I really enjoy. It's um made it to like a 50s, 40s, 50s sci-fi black and white yeah. movie, which I enjoy that original. So I'm really excited um to see this one because I, it's not I I guess I could see and it's I don't, I don't I'm very curious to see how they update it and what um what changes they make, what they keep and that especially um I don't know. I, I like where uh, we hit Van Damme twice, and now uh, wasn't Toby Hooper twice intentional, but now we're hitting Toby Hooper twice. Which, um, <laughs> uh, it's fun to I don't know, kind of look and see, and then kind of look at his career where he's well, where he's yeah. at here. 
I um yeah I, I I'm excited probably more to talk about Toby Hooper and and I just I honestly have not seen this since I was little um and I don't remember much other than just some kind of scary stuff with how people are I think being turned into aliens or converted or something like that and then remembering yeah. I, I, I couldn't I feel like I couldn't trust my parents for sure after I watched this and that's kind of the whole yeah. premise <laughs> of the movie yeah and I, I always uh always enjoy like the you know pod people invasion of body snatcher style um, that's what i remember this kind of horror yeah type stuff of like people being replaced by things that uh, yeah that paranoia it is always uh normally a I, fun genre i wouldn't mind covering the uh the 78 i think you and i talked i think you and i did it per, like just for fun we did the 78 body snatchers uh with, with a um, uh, donald Blood or donald sutherland oh man did halloween and he did uh um invasion of body snatchers <laughs> That was pretty good, uh, yeah. But yeah. I, I, I'm hoping this one's as, as fun as that was. So, and then we're doing. I, I can't. I also cannot wait to do it. We're doing New Year's Eve. Oh yeah. Which I no, I, I'm excited I, for that one. I unironically watched that of my alone a few weeks ago because <laughs> I think it's such a funny fucking movie. So, all no, right. I've only seen that the one time. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I made you watch it that one time for that. Yeah, that we, we were doing. So I'm excited to revisit it uh, for this because that has. That's gonna have that might be a long episode. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. In Let's that talk one. about and it's and it's also it's weird. Weirdly, we're gonna end it with probably one of the first movies that uh, that Canon did yes. after the the Canon Films banner. So I think it was right after they took over, um, or Golan Globus took over Canon. So I'm, I'm excited be to talk about it. Out just in time for New Year's. Delightful. All right, buddy. Well, this was fun, uh, and I will look forward was to talking it? to you. <laughs> I enjoy talking to you. I, was yeah, like, I know. It was fun talking to you. And this one had plenty to talk about as far as like the production of it and stuff. So that was nice. But yeah, it was hopefully. I feel, uh, I feel bad for everybody point. else involved in this. <laughs> for that was a, yeah. So, all right. I will catch Fingers you next crossed. week. <laughs> Nothing worse than this. Atlanta!